I do. <laughs> Welcome to Spock Adjacent, ladies and gentlemen, the Michelle Mission's love letter to everything Star Trek. We are in the midst of reviewing Star Trek Discovery Season 2. My yes. name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight we are reviewing Episode 4 of Season 2 of Star Trek Discovery, an Obel for Sharon. Yes. Directed by Lee Smith from a story by Jordan Nardino and Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Harsbert from a teleplay by Alan McElroy and Andrew Colville that first uh, broadcast on February 7th, 2019. A mysterious sphere takes Discovery out of warp and immobilizes it while the ship is en route to intercept Spock's trail provided by Captain Pike's number one. While trying to break free of the sphere's grip, Discovery's crew determines the sphere is an ancient living being that has gathered gargantuan amounts of data about the galaxy. It transmits the data to Discovery just before dying. Saru enters Vaharai, a Kelpian terminal biological process, but after the sphere dies, Saru recovers and finds himself physically and emotionally improved. A sentient fungal parasite, which Lieutenant Stamets had removed from Infantilly's body in the previous episode, latches onto her and now kidnaps her. Oh, for God's sake. So, Vince... (laughs) How'd you feel about this episode of Star Trek Discovery? I like this episode. I think this is classic Trek. Yeah, boy. I think this is classic Trek. And, and and you know, I, I like the main plot with the alien probe that that wasn't malicious mm-hmm. or, or evil, which, which, again, I think is Trek at its best. Right. Where, where they lean on Starfleet as... As as an exploration fleet, like like in my mind, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. Where where you you make contact with the species and and you you all communicate, right? You know, you all communicate. I I really 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 thought that Sonequa Martin Green and Doug Jones proved why they're the leads mm-hmm. in this show. I I, th- I thought their performances were really, really well done. And I, I think the relationship between Saru and Burnham, this, this I, I guess, is almost the culmination of the journey that began in the, in, in the premiere, in the very first episode. Right. Where, where I, I, and I feel like we talked about this when we first talked about the show, where Saru and Burnham are almost like siblings. Mm-hmm. And when it culminates in this episode where they have, you know, this really, really intimate moment where 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 Burnham thinks that she's going to help him die. Yeah. And it in in this kind of prompts her to repair her relationship with Spock. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was really well done. I, I love this fact that Spock is barely mentioned in this episode. You, you know, Thank I lo- God. You know, I love that part. 
I am amazingly intrigued by the plot development of, of Saru and and what the implications are for him going back and telling his people that yeah. they don't have to die. But I'm a sucker for prime directive stories. Okay. Yeah, I'm a sucker for prime directive stories. And, you know, apparently we're doing the Flim Monster. Like, apparently we're, apparently we're going to stick with this for a minute. And, and I hate it. <laughs> but you know, look, it is what it is. I I, I thought Stamets and and I forget what Tig Natero's character's name is. Uh, Jet Jet Reno. Jet Reno. You, you know, Reno, yeah. Reno. Apparently, Stamets and and Reno are going to have this odd couple relationship. And <laughs> you, you know, I thought it was a bit on the nose that he's sort of the persnickety gay guy. And I don't know if she's supposed to be a lesbian. But, you know, she's certainly very butchy and, you know, she's a gearhead and they kind of bounce off each other. And it's almost mm. like a wacky sitcom. Mm. But I'm also a sucker for the gearhead engineer. Yeah. Like, like I thought it was a bit much she actually used a piece of bubble gum to hold something together. I love that. But <laughs> I love that, too. But, yeah, I thought this was a solid episode. It's I thought it was a solid episode. It's funny you say that because I actually... Wasn't even thinking about them, the possibility of them being gay. I mean, I know that his character is gay. Right. Um, and I believe Tignataro may be gay, but I don't right, know. Right, but we don't know about this character. But I don't know playing. about the character. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, like you said, just, just this gearhead, which made sense considering where they rescued her from. Right. You know, she basically had to use, like, you know, whatever means necessary mm -hmm. to keep people alive so i actually kind of just dug into their whole dynamic yes is it is it a, a trope for yeah. them to fall back on on sure um is there a part of me that again the same way like i don't want so much to happen with this fungal parasite type of thing that that you know they develop oh another character well we've got this whole bridge crew i know to build on. I know, but you know, if, if it's Tignataro, I'll go for it because I love myself some Tignataro. Right. And they so, keep her down there in the basement. And she's down in the basement. You mm. know, it's not like you know this is the first time you've you've seen her in yeah. a couple episodes. So then, like, okay, and her name is not above the credits, right? So uh, I'm with it. Um, uh, uh, so so I, so there's that. But you're right. To me, the story of the of the episode is Burnham and Saru. Yeah. And Sinequa Martin Green and Doug Jones. Um, and more, even more to the point, Doug Jones. Having to pull at your heartstrings the way that he does through all of that makeup. Yes. That makeup, which does not allow not only for him to move his mouth, but so much. His eyes can't give you much either. Right. So it really has to be all in his body. Right. Uh, and and for him to still be able to do that. Um, and I think that is that is helped by Sonequa Martin-Green, you know, and what she's bringing to those scenes as well. With her big, soulful eyes, you just can't help but like, yeah. oh, just like, oh, I feel you. Yeah. Um, so, so their whole scenes together, and especially because you know where they, how far they have come right. when they were at each other's necks, yeah, and and, and, and just to rebuild themselves up until this point, uh, 
that was just really amazing. There was a part of me that kind of knew that I don't I don't think they're going to kill Doug Jones off. I think I think the tea leaves say that this guy is clearly like the star of the movie, uh, like like one of the, the 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 people you you turned this television on for. But I was still with it, and and I and I was I was close to like oh my god are they going to do it? And I'm going to say this this discovery. Yeah. Discovery will kill your ass. Real quick. And I was like, maybe he's tired of all the makeup. Like, I was trying to think. You know what? I was thinking the same I was, thing. Like, I was trying to think I hadn't read anything about Doug Jones complaining about the makeup. Yeah. That is a, maybe he's tired of. Because he's on the makeup and he's right. on those stilts right. too. I was you like, know? are they going to kill Saru? But, um, but like oh. you said, I was also then intrigued by where this brings his character. Yeah. Because there was a little touch of ominous to when he says, you know, oh, I feel powerful. I know. <laughs> you know? And you, you, you heard like a little music cue like, right. mm, you're like, Ooh, is he going Dark Phoenix? Yeah, you know what? Exactly. Uh, they about to Dark Phoenix him? Exactly, yeah. man. So I'm like, ooh, all right. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued for where this went, yeah. where this goes, because I was also intrigued when they had talked about all last season about how his, his, his yeah. people were, you know, imbued by fear, right? And, and they're everything. prey animals, right? Yeah, and, which you kind of like saw play out, especially last year with the whole mirror, mirror thing, you know. So it was really, I, I'm, I'm really interested in where they go with that. Um, it, it was real dope. This is classic Trek, mm-hmm. it, but but it's it in many ways as much as it's classic Trek, it is taking the best of it, it's Deep Space Nine Trek because Deep Space Nine had a lot of episodes that were pretty much like single episodes right it's one story in there but they always had the loose story threads that just continued on right, right. you know what i mean so so that's what that this this was reminding me of right um and i was along for the ride i was mm-hmm. i was with it i was even with it to a degree with the whole tilly thing oh i don't God. this part of me that is like oh come on man like now what? Now, now they're taking it to Never, uh, oh okay, uh, Neverland. I'm like, what? Are, what are we doing here? But I'm like, okay, let's let's see what's gonna happen. You're a better man than me. Well, I mean, look, man, they got they're doing something. Oh, I hate this Flynn monster thing. <laughs> it's so stupid. The design is stupid. The story is stupid. Oh, I hate everything. Of course, can I tell you a secret? I don't like the spore drop. I'm not a big fan of it. Either. I don't like it. What is I'm not it? a big fan. Yeah, I don't like the spore drop. So you know, hopefully, we're moving towards. They just had to end up getting rid of everything. Well, how did you like? Uh, first, well, before I go there, how did you like speaking about getting rid of everything? The line that they give to. You know, like oh, I can't, I can't stand these holo suite, these holo. I, I, I like that. Let's just go back to the screens. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that, and 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 that's the little touches I like, mm-hmm. like that. That like that little here's a little sum for you. You're wondering why they don't have holograms on the Enterprise. Yep, yep, yep. Kind of like last week, if they didn't look so ridiculous. Like I like the Klingon saying, "We're going to start growing our hair back." Right. Like I like these little touches. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of the Enterprise. Yes. I'm going to go ahead. I almost don't want to make a prediction because I want this to happen so much. I think they're going to make number two the new captain of Discovery. I mean, number one. Yes, number one. Yeah, I think number one, they're, and, and that's going to clear the way for Spock. Oh, so she becomes number she's, one. No, she's number one. Number one is going to be the new captain on Discovery at the end of the season. And that way, in, in as far as canon goes, Spock can be right. number one right. on Enterprise. He'll be the first officer on Enterprise. Be- because... Because when you first go to uh, uh, number one is in the cage, right? And then you know when we when we get to it, we you know Spock, Spock and Kirk is there. Well, Spock was first officer to Pike before Kirk. No, number one was first officer. No, no, no. But I thought number one had left. Like I thought Spock was number one was the first officer to Pike for a little while. Like Spock was already on the Enterprise when Kirk comes. Well, yes, right. When, 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 and, and the, right. And when Pike gets all, well, you're saying becomes. I think Spock was already the first officer. Pike got all 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 messed up. Yeah, Kirk yeah. got the cheer. Yeah, I thought Spock was already there as the first officer. No, because Sp- oh, boy, Pike gets messed up from the original pilot. Right. Right. Which you don't you you kind of don't see the the in between, right? But, but it, it, they they kind of like you know ret, retro, right? Retcon it that he gets messed up there, right? And then when they show the footage, but when they show some of the footage number from one. from the pilot, they, there's part of it with number one, but then there's also part of it with Spock. Yeah, because remember Leonard Nimoy was cast before William Shatner. Yeah, but but but. That, and that's because Spock was on the was on the pilot, but he was not the first. He officer. He was not the first officer. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. He was just a science officer. He was just a science officer. Number one was the first officer, right? Right. And then they never. But and then obviously they never say. All right. So let me amend it. I'm not going. I'm not saying that number one's going to make room for Spock to be the first officer. But I hope if if they do. One more scene mm-hmm. where they give number one some type of personality stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to put my money that number one's going to be the new captain of the Discovery. No, it makes sense. Like when she came on and was ordering cheeseburgers and stuff and put the hot sauce on her fries, I said, yeah, somebody in the writer's room, they told them to give her some personality stuff. Yeah. No, it makes sense. What you're proposing makes sense canonically. Yeah. With it. Because if she becomes the the captain of Discovery, then you assume Pike goes back to Enterprise. Pike goes back to Enterprise. Spock becomes number one. Right. There. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Right. And and then Pike goes. But but here's the thing. Number one was still there. Number one was still was there, there when she when when, when, she, when Pike when Pike goes was injured. To, right. Yeah. So that that's what. So that's jamming me up. That's what Damn jams it, it up. You're right, because Pike is. So this is set a decade. Yeah. Is it a decade before? Yeah. 
Yeah. Enterprise and when Enterprise starts. Yeah, so she can't become captain. So Pike. Right, right, because because Kirk takes the cheer right after Pike gets injured. Right, which we which have to assume is years is, down the line. It's years down the line, and yeah, you're right. Damn it. All that messes up my theory completely. Now, it's a good theory. That completely destroys It's my a good theory. theory, and I could see in some way, some machinations that they do if number one joins the the cast from the number one from enterprise joins the cast. I don't want that to happen because if number one from enterprise comes on to discovery that Ned knocks everybody else back down a peg and I don't like these two white people back at the top well, of the food chain. I, I, I would be very surprised if next year they have a white guy as the captain. Oh, I think it's still going to be Pike. Oh, Pike's not staying around next year. I think he is. At some, at, so you think they're just going to keep the Enterprise in dry dock? No, I think, I think because they, they said this whole thing is temporary with the Enterprise being off the board. There's no. Remember, they're also rewriting a lot of canon. So, oh well, in that case, I'm back to number one. Number well, number one could true, be the captain, but, but number one could be the captain or. There's no reason why Pike can't be on Discovery for a minute and then go back to Enterprise. You mean as as the status quo? Yeah. Like he's captain two ships? No. He he's the captain of Discovery. The, the, captain's Discovery for a minute. And then year three, year four, you know, or maybe whatever is the last season. He says, you know, hey, Discovery is being put out the pasture. It's got destroyed or whatever. Well, you know, they're going to put me back on the Enterprise. So what do you think the Enterprise is going to be doing this whole time? It's got another It's got another captain. Oh, so you're saying, oh, you're saying they're going to take Pike off of the Enterprise. Yeah. Leave him on Discovery. Yeah. Oh, so you really are changing up the canon because... Of but course, you're not really changing the canon. Yeah, because you got to remember, you've got a 10-year window. No, 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 no. The Enterprise captains are pretty well documented. Like, I think there are only... Like, it's like Archer. Mm-hmm. It's... It, well, Archer doesn't last all the way up to Pike. No, 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 no. It's Archer... It's oh, I just forgot his name. I'm a bad nerd. I used to have the Enterprise. I'm a bad nerd. I used to have the Enterprise captains memorized. <laughs> I'm a bad nerd. Because it's like Archer. Oh my God, who's right after Archer? And I also forget was Decker a captain on the Enterprise? Decker's dad. Uh, I don't know. That should be fairly like like yeah, it's pretty well established who the captain of the Enterprise. I thought it was only four or five captains. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see, because I thought after Kirk, they pretty much took the name out of commission for a while until Picard. Really? All right, let's see. Let's see here. Hold on. Who were? Yeah, Enterprise Captains. Let's see. Now this Captain. Now this is interesting right here. <laughs> We're in your nerds in your spot now. Uh da, 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 da. like I said, I used to know this. All right. Okay. 
The Constitution Starship was previously captained by Robert April. April. That's who I forgot. And Christopher Pike. Yes. Before coming under the command of Captain James T. Kirk. So it was April and Pike. So we haven't heard April yet. So when Archer April Pike, is that what we're saying? Where I'm looking, it doesn't even mention Archer, but this may have been like written before Enterprise. It says launched in 2245, the original and illustrious USS Enterprise 1701 was built in the San Francisco yard orbiting Earth. The Constitution class starship was previously captained by Robert April, Christopher Pike, before coming under the command of Captain James T. Kirk. And the only other captain it mentions is in 2270 when it was commanded by Captain Willard Deckard until the V'ger incident right. forced a then Admiral Kirk to assume command. So it was it's, it right. was Decker. That's who I'm. Th- I, I thought so. Decker was a captain. Right, right. That's right. Decker was a captain, and then Kirk bumped him. Okay, so he doesn't take it from Pike. He takes it from Decker. No, 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 no. That's way after the fact. That's Star Trek the movie where Kirk takes it from Decker. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I thought maybe Decker's dad, because remember Decker's dad was a big deal. They don't mention that in here. No, it says April Pike and then Kirk. Interesting. So, yeah, in that case, they're going to change... they're going to change um, the canon completely if, if if they're doing what you're talking about. I don't know. See, but I don't know if that changes it completely. Again, you have the list of captains. It's the freaking Enterprise. But we haven't heard April yet. So if Decker, if Decker, if while Pike is on Discovery, they put April. They put April there. There. And then. And then Pike comes. So you're saying that. This might not be the official beginning of the Pike era. Right. Interesting. Now I'm trying to remember. Now we got to go back. Remember they had the, um, remember in the first season where Saru had the list of all the great oh, captains that he studied? Yeah. I thought April was on there. April, we didn't say April was a bad captain. Right, because Decker was definitely on there. Daddy Decker. Right. Daddy Decker, obviously. And Kirk. No, no Kirk, Kirk wasn't. Yeah, it. Kirk wasn't, wasn't it, right, because it's, it's pre-Kirk. Yeah, it's pre-Kirk. Yeah, so I, so if they give it to April, and then Discovery goes off or whatever, and then... Can I just tell you, that was the loveliest, nerdiest exchange <laughs> I've had in probably a year. Like, oh... <laughs> Oh my God, I enjoyed that so much. Oh my God, talking about Enterprise captains. That was the best. That was that was worth the price of admission right there. Oh Lord. He's so easy. Oh man. What did you think of Rebecca Romaine as number one? I liked her. Yeah. I liked her. That's how come I'm, you know. What more? Then you got me all uh, swirly burly where <laughs> I really thought she was going to be the new captain. Or 
they'll make her the captain. And he just get a, a he gets another woman number one. Like the last episode, she becomes the captain, and then he says, "This is my new number one." And they just trot out another white woman. No, no, no. She definitely is still like they had. She had her whole hair just like Majel Barrett wore in the uh, right, 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 in the, right in, in the beginning. So, so, so you don't think it might be? A, no, she's um, number one. It, it might be. She's a, that number one. Bait and switch. No, no. All right, but I liked her. Yeah, I liked her. I liked her, and I, I like, and like I said. They gave her enough of a personality where I said, there's no way this character is a one-off. Yeah. There's no way. So she's kind of mavericky. You, you know, like you can see they're, they're kind of making her in the Kirk tradition. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to ask how I You know this. what? I'm not going to bet the mortgage, but I'm going to bet the cable money that she's going to be the new captain. I bet the cable of money Discovery. of Discovery. She's going to be the new captain by the end. Now, who is she? The actress. I'm not familiar with her. Rebecca Romaine. She used to, well, she was the first mystique in the X-Men movies. Oh, was she, I thought she had blonde hair. She does. Oh. Oh, so now she's a, yeah. I'm going to move it up from the cable money. I'm going to bet the electric bill money. She's going to be the new captain. I don't want her to be. She's going to be the new captain. I'm telling you. I bet they've gotten some pushback about I don't think it's going to be a white guy. Nah, I, don't think, I don't think so. I don't see that. I think it's too many damn black people and brown people on there right now. Shout out to the um, the universal translator failure. I love I that. love that. I love I did that. love that scene. Yeah. That was so cool. That was cool. And Saru speaks 92 languages. 90, like, why can't y'all, y'all can't just speak? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, man, like, cause there were certainly a couple of people that were speaking like French and mm-hmm. and, and Spanish. Like, yo, nobody. Yeah. Come on. It's the 20 whatever century. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I like that. I thought, I thought that was a neat little touch. That was cool. It was a good but, episode. But, and, but also the other neat touches, like, I know these 94 languages, but I don't speak mine. Right. I thought, I was like, ooh. Yeah. yeah it, was awesome. it was good writing. It was a really good episode. Really good episode. I enjoyed uh, this episode of Star Trek Discovery. Now, the other thing that I want to bet, but I don't want to bet because I don't want it to come true. So, like, what I'm envisioning next year is that number one is the new captain. Mm-hmm. And Burnham is the first officer. Because whatever is going to happen with Sabru and his people is going to go horribly terribly wrong yeah like this is going like like you said i feel stronger and Mm. and and you they're clearly setting it up that he's going to break the prime directive yeah they are setting that up and i think it's going to go horribly terribly wrong we'll see george cremona hit us up hey what's up george talking about the hair on um star trek yes he says that the hair has to be a character choice what do Vulcans know about hair outside of that bowl cut? <laughs> Tuvok's hair used to be jacked up. Yeah. Tuvok's hair used to be jacked up. You're right. So, so George might be on to something. And Amanda couldn't raise her own son. Maybe luck. Uh, uh, and Amanda couldn't raise her own son. Um, maybe she's lucky she has hair. I don't understand what he's trying to say. Uh, 
pictures are oh and and he he shares with us some pictures of Sonequa Martin Green. I saw those with her hair all up in a in a gorgeous mm-hmm. bun, in a gorgeous bun. I see you, girl. And he said, "Let's be clear, old girl didn't pick that lock. That's for commoners. She scienced the f out of that lock." Boy. Vince, I told you you were gonna like that episode, man. Took out that magnet. Okay. All right. Okay. This is where we got on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she only had one line this episode. I didn't appreciate that. It was fine. It was fine. I get because they, they gave her her um, her shipmate a couple mm-hmm. of lines. I, and I couldn't. I couldn't know what was her name. Detmer or Tet. I, I wrote Tet. Oh, I don't know. Templar or Detmer. Sure. Either way, I, I I like that they gave her some lines. Mm. But they, they, she had a couple of lines. She mm. was there. She got close ups. She had more lines, more close ups. That does it for this edition of <laughs> Pocket Jason, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we will be back next week, continuing our review of season two of Star Trek Discovery, and available on MichelleMission.com and any place and every place that you get the Michelle Mission, you can get Spock adjacent. Right there for you. Okie doke. He's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say peace and long life. <laughs>